episode 10, April 17th, driving out of Teton Park for oh, what's, what's probably the last, likely the last of my Teton ski guiding for this season. Uh, might be another day or so of high country ski guiding in the month of May, but uh, this this time of year usually marks the end of my Teton skiing and the transition to expedition season, and this year is no different uh, in that I'm headed off to Alaska on Wednesday this week, just a few more days, for the first of two trips. I go up to Alaska, then I come back home and have precious family time, and then back up to Alaska again later in May. This first trip adds up to... I think it's 12 days away from home, uh, seven days in the field, prep time, travel time, either side of it. Uh, yeah, and that's that's sort of the dominant thought and and uh, plan on the agenda is this Alaska travels. It's dominating the the mind and the family's thoughts and sentiments and such. It's our my first travels as a dad and therefore Rosie's first days of solo parenting for the middle portion. She'll have her mom's help, which is a great value and very reassuring to everyone involved. Uh, yeah, in, in, in a variety of ways, somewhat daunting task, but also a, you know, a required income stream, or at least the most, uh, the easiest, not not easiest, but I don't know, it's a good income stream, and we intentionally set this all up months and months ago, back even before the first half of Rosie's pregnancy, uh, discussed the different options for, for orchestrating the spring work, my spring work and travel calendar, and this this is what we came up with. Nonetheless, it is it is heavy duty and, and looming a bit for for both of us, for all three of us. Uh, that time apart is uh, going to affect us, and I can't help but think of as I, as I ponder this, like going off to work in a remote committing serious setting uh, I can't help but think of this interview I listened to years ago with kind of Jocko Willink he's reasonably famous as a, as a former Navy SEAL turned business consultant and author and generally prominent figure uh, and he's known for lots of different things and business development and self-help sort of realm. Uh, but he served as a Navy SEAL, high-level high Navy SEAL in the early 2000s in the Middle East doing like super high-end missions. And in this interview, he was asked about doing so with a, with a family at home. And uh, he, he, his answer was that his answer to like why or how can you do that with a family at home and such uh, was that uh, 
people have been doing it forever. Heading off into dangerous, committing, immersive situations with families at home for as long as there have been families. Uh, and that's, that's baked into, into our lives, into our personalities, and into our, our very, the very essence of our being. Now, I'm not going off to war. I'm not going on special missions. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. That's for sure. Uh, but there are some parallels. And that was, that's long been quite reassuring to me, the Jocko Willing's take on it. I, I am not going to war, but I did actually have a dream early this morning about that I was in Ukraine, in uh in a battle super intense and, and somewhat unnerving for obvious reasons uh, yeah total aside here uh, everything worked out well in the dream that's for sure and it was one of the sentiments I woke with was it was kind of rewarding experience super intense but it, the, the dream lasted long enough to, to, to come full circle and uh, yeah I don't know I've never never really pondered involvement in, in war but uh, the Ukraine war is, is you know we're seeing images and hearing stories and it's, it's super intense and must be it's gotten in me somehow and I'm dreaming about it uh, kind of an aside there but these discussions and thoughts of, of heading off to, to the mountains to work while Rosie and Charlie hang at home and Charlie grows and Rosie feeds and cares uh, certainly suggest and prompt a, a, a discussion of the, the difference in our, in our sexes and genders, gender roles. Um, and I've touched on this before and it, it seems, I don't know, it, I think about it a lot. It's a national, global conversation we're having on sex and gender roles. And, and Rosie and I, in a sense, are living it right now. It, living the very real differences in the sexes. Uh, and by far the biggest difference, it seems, is that, you know, Rosie, biologically, if we're going to grow this family biologically... She's going to have a profoundly different and intense experience. More intense experience than I am. Uh, the, I do feel viscerally, like intuitively uh, motivated in the, in the provider role. I'm driving on a bumpier road now. So you'll hear some back, additional background noise. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I feel, I do feel motivated and, and good about being able to provide for this little family in, uh, in ways that, that are extremely engaging and interesting to me. I think that, and I guess if I had to draw a line, the, you know, that Rosie can have this baby is a real difference in the sexes. My 
inclination to, to want to provide, I'm not convinced that that's a sex difference or a gender difference, you know, an external external factor. Either way, I don't, I'm not too concerned with it. It is who I am. It is what I feel. It's what I prefer. I, I, I felt a little bad about it, I guess, at times, feeling motivated that way because it's gender normative, I guess, one of the terms you might put on it. I'm not a student of sex and gender matters, so pardon my perhaps clumsy vocabulary, but like I said, I'm thinking about it a lot. So I'm trying to draw a line between like letting myself feel the traditional male gender role. And Rosie, for Rosie and I, like our, our courtship followed, you know, some traditional gender differences and roles. And our, our family life is proving to uh, fit, fit certain gender norms in some ways and will break the rules in other situations, of course. But I'm, I'm okay with that, I guess, is my point. And uh, what I'm not okay with is, is sort of secondary gender matters where it becomes a differential in, in power and in... Uh, you know, anyone's uh, independence and sense of, of agency in their own in their own life. You know, I think it's okay. I should hope it's okay that well, we know it's okay that people have different sexes. And this is what I'd call like the primary gender differences that are informed by those sex differences. I. I can't have the baby, so I gotta be able to do something to contribute to the family that feels natural and good. Uh, and when it gets ugly and bad, I, I guess is when it when those things are taken to the next step and and result in, in imbalances in power and imbalances in, in opportunity. Uh, and that's that's a drag. I guess I hope our national and global dialogue on the matter allows for differences in the sexes, some of these primary differences in the genders, while addressing the, the adverse effects that, that come with the, the sec secondary differences in the genders. Uh, yeah, just one way of organizing it in my brain. As I as I live, the differences in the sexes and the genders right now. Um, yeah, that's sort of the the things that have been on my mind lately. While living the family life and skiing amazing April powder snow and prepping for this. Uh, upcoming expedition season as a dad.